0: Dan and Corey here, welcoming you in to Libservative. The great fundamental issue now before our
1: people. We, the people, cannot turn that.
0: yeah welcome in a little bit late little a little bit of a late start there i apologize
2: Nine uh, whole minutes.
0: R- yeah i know rousing rendition of libservative intellectuality is fostering political and cultural literacy bell the body snatcher on the ones and twos he is always is Corey walsh and he's dan griffin we got an action-packed show for you tonight uh but lots- first l- hold on let me just say this before you tell the people where they can find us Sorry, but I just want to say that the Iowa caucus on Monday was maybe the most exciting political event in the history of our country. It was so, it was thrilling. It was nail biting. It was close, closer than anybody
2: thought. A caucus raucous it. in the 2024 year. Oh, it was brilliant, brilliant. In other words. Let's start a podcast is found on all social media and podcast platforms. Our website is libservivshow.com. We can be found at Observative on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch, Instagram and Twitter at LibservativePod. Our TikTok videos can be found at Libservative And you can reach out directly at Libservativod at gmail.com. Subscribe today. Mm-mm-mm. Subscribe today, Dan.
0: N- not tomorrow. Uh today other topics besides the iowa caucus that we're going to cover this evening apparently israel's in more trouble and it's going to oh be the boy, south africans trouble this time it's going to be the south africans that are it's is this like I, i've heard a bunch about it but i don't know the formal thing to call it is this are they basically taking is south africa basically taking israel to the u.n to like sue them on yeah, charges the of genocide criminal
2: court or whatever yeah
0: Ah, this should be fun. And that from what I understand, they really have a legitimate chance to win this thing. I I don't think they will and we'll get into it. Um I don't think they will just because of uh, where the power struggle hypocrisy. Yeah, where yeah exactly. and western hegemony of course. Uh where, where the uh, power dynamics stand within the UN. Um but I think if South Africa makes a decent case, I don't know, maybe we could see maybe we'll see some some not so meaningful changes, some sort, some sort of, uh, uh, I guess kowtowing to the mob, uh, by the West and by Israel. But I guess we'll see, uh, as we move on, we've got some other topics here, um, for you tonight, but Corey, what did you learn in school this week?
2: Ooh. Okay. So you want it? I I, I I want it so hard. (laughs) (laughs) This is for all the, uh, the psycho and the space cadets out there. Um, oh, me, okay, good. Yeah, right. Uh, Just from you. <laughs> um, Ukraine is currently using ibogaine to uh, treat TBI and to help with battle readiness. And Kay. ibogaine. Uh, for people who don't know psychedelic a, an, yeah it's a naturally occurring psychoactive substance found in plants it's basically like what they use for like ayahuasca DMT it's one of the uh, hallucinogenic compounds that get people to see aliens and go on spaceships and uh, on massive doses obviously they're microdosing this those soldiers but when i'm talking about microdosing is like we're talking like not just TBI, like when it comes to like the TBI stuff, yes, when they come back and they have like traumatic brain injuries, PTSD, they're giving them microdoses of Ibogaine, but they're talking about also using it for the soldiers while they're in the battlefield because Ibogaine works really well with pattern recognition, reaction time, and things like that. And what's interesting is this guy his name is Beal something Beal. He's some, some guy who's like pushing this funding and research in Ukraine. But, uh, apparently the Russian, the the, the overrated basketball player. Yeah. That guy. (laughs) He's with an, uh, and formerly
0: of, uh, Washington wizards fame. I don't even know where the hell Bradley Beal plays these days. That's how much attention I pay to the NBA. Anyway, go ahead.
2: But, uh, Beal noted, so this is like the quote right here that I thought was absolutely insane. He said that the Russians are using Captagon, which is basically like speed for their soldiers. You know, and like just like the the Germans did, it heightens awareness, keeps the soldiers alert and awake. And the Russian use of Captagon, and argued Ukrainians would be at an advantage. And quote, "We think what we'll do is we'll get our side to live longer." He said, "It'll be the Ukrainians on ibogaine." Versus the Russians on meth. So why are we why are we giving this shit to Biden? Ibogaine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, on a lot of ibogaine. That's what Hunter Biden says he used in uh, Mexico to get off crack.
0: To get off crack, but of course, you know, his father is, I, I'm sure at some point within his political career, responsible for making Ibogaine a, a controlled substance in the United States. I don't have the year and I don't have it in front of me right now, but it is schedule um, one. It like has Aaron not, but it, but it has not, it has not been forever. Um, a schedule one drug. I'm pretty, Ibogaine pretty recent, isn't it? Hey bell, As look started. that up.
2: Hey bell, look up when Ibogaine was made schedule one drug. Cause
0: I don't, I don't think it's been schedule one for that long, but it's, it's just another one of those things that makes people happy and question, uh, question authority, because that's what all psychedelic drugs do to some degree. And the government just simply can't have that. Is that, is is that, (laughs) hold on. Is that, is that tinfoil hat? Because you hear a lot, you hear a lot of people say that the reason that, uh, things like psilocybin and and Ibogaine and others are, um, schedule one narcotics is because it fucking makes people too smart. You know, it ma- it makes them realize things like their mortality and, and come uh, together.
2: So it is tinfoil a Hattie, right? But if you read what's interesting about that and what I like, this is actually not to combat your your tinfoil hat conspiracy. It's actually to give it more like oomph, you know, a little bit more juice, a little bit more. We need a little bit on. more. A little bit more Ibogaine, if you may. Mm. Uh, it, we ain't found shit. We ain't found uh, shit.
3: We ain't found
2: <laughs> and loop. What? why is it on a loop there we go um, I fixed it. but uh, if you remember like we're talking about the, uh, the electric kool-aid acid test uh, John Kesey when LSD was first synthesized it was in the government's hands the uh, the formula so to speak you know or like the chemical compound and how to synthesize it was leaked and uh, but before that it was the government that had it first if anyone knows more about the psychedelics than anybody, it is you know the U.S. government. MK and they Ultra, went, we can't,
0: we can't um, let the people have this stuff,
2: right? So the idea that like they didn't want people to take it because they might just go, what is this? <laughs> Too many times, <laughs> <And> really <laughs> fuck up the consumerism and capitalism. That might be Tim Hattie, but the government definitely knows the power of these drugs because they holy were holy shit. Identitarian politics, identitarian politics are bullshit. holy shit dude this cookie cutter mold they force us all into this nine to five rat race where i'm buying things i don't need fucking sucks (laughs) and they're Mm -hmm. like no no Mm -hmm. enough of that no no you make sure you get what do you mean you'd rather sit in an inner tube for nine hours going down a river blitzed out of your brain than working (laughs) your back and getting black lung in a mine and doing it with people that
0: have different skin colors than you? No, no, no. Uh-huh. We can't have that. We can't have that. We need to... The The, the race baiting will be gone That's interesting if Ibogaine the is legal. About,
2: yeah. Interesting you say the thing about the different skin colors. Oh, well, color Bell says because, 1970
0: for Ibogaine becoming I mean, a Schedule 1 drug. I thought it was more recent than that.
2: But here we are. Uh, that's when they started probably banning a lot of the drugs because the drug war started in, what, 68. Yeah, right after this
0: right after right after the civil rights bill passed
2: (laughs) well yeah well yeah because the civil rights bills it was when nixon was president the civil rights bills were uh like or civil rights in general were a big a big thing and like you know like bringing giving black people just the same rights as everyone else and letting them drink out of the same drinking fountains and the hippie movement were two of the biggest enemies. The hippies were the anti-war and the black community who was like, hey, treat us like humans. Uh, Nixon was like, no, what the fuck? No yeah, way. The, ba-
0: so, the banning of all the drugs. Somebody went in, somebody went in and said to Nixon, uh, Mr. President, uh, Jim Crow uh, has now been lifted. Uh, there is no more Jim Crow. And he went, well, how the hell are we going to keep all these blacks filling up our prisons? I know. Let's make drugs illegal.
2: Yep. <laughs> That's basically dirty what it hippies. seems like.
0: That's basically what it seems like.
2: <laughs> Cause it's uh, interesting, actually, if you look back to like. Uh, people were also, also had signs on their buildings. <laughs> like, well, during all this segregation stuff was happening, that said no hippies. Hippies use backdoor like hippies were also treated like vagrants and second class citizens and stuff. Well, and so they were like, have you ever <laughs> they were. Did <Have> you ever <laughs> see uh, Easy Rider? I don't believe I have. I think it's Jack Nicholson, I think, is it's in it, but it's about two hippies, and they end up in the end of the movie. Spoiler. I don't give a shit if you haven't seen it. It's been out for 50 years. A bunch of rednecks just shoot them all on their motorcycles. I mean, it's just a movie about two guys doing drugs and just riding their motorcycles across the country. That sounds
0: like a blast. Yeah, they were blasted, Nixon that's for sure. it's actually, actually ties in pretty well to what I learned this week. Um, in honor of martin luther king's birthday okay i was gonna bring him Monday. up but i
2: forgot because i started talking about easy rider so i'm glad you brought that up because i got something no, to say that's right. this, this is this is exactly I, what I, learned this
0: week. I learned that uh no group will pass up the opportunity to co-opt and claim martin luther king jr <laughs> i know what you're talking about <laughs> i mean lay where where do we start? Shall we shall we start with anybody in the government well, establishment? Shall let's we start,
2: start with, on Martin Luther Boulevard in Israel? Sh- 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 I'm gonna get
0: there. But sh- sh- <laughs> sh- sh- shall we shall we just start with like the fact that like every asshole government establishment person, like a Joe Biden or a Nancy Pelosi or a Mitch McConnell, it's not just a Democrat thing. All of the all all of the government's establishment has to take to Twitter and talk about what a great. Human being, and how and how uh Martin Luther King did all of these great things for civil rights. Meanwhile, if Martin they Luther King were alive today, him. and and if Martin Luther King were alive today, he wouldn't be a big fan of yours either. So, nope, and by he, the way, he he, 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 would, he would he he could still be alive today. He'd be very old, I believe, in his late nineties at this point. But he could still be alive today, and he would not be a big fan of yours. He would, I guarantee you, he would not be a big fan of Joe Biden. Why? <clears throat> Nineteen ninety-five crime bill, uh, and so. You have them. You have that group co-opting Martin Luther King Jr. You have uh, the DEI college crowd co-opting Martin Luther King Jr. Even though MLK, I do believe, would be absolutely disgusted with some of the policies that come out of "quote unquote" diversity, equity, inclusion, which is actually the uh, the I might as well just be another E because it's really exclusion when we start uh, having you know dorms based on just one race that i believe is segregation if i'm not mistaken self-imposed segregation but segregation nonetheless don't think mlk would be a big fan of that and then as you said Corey, the israeli government (laughs) co-opting co-opting the words of the work of Martin Luther King Jr. and if there is somebody that would definitely not be on Israel's side right now as we sit here today on January 17th, 2024, if uh a whatever he would be a 96-year-old Martin Luther King Jr. were still alive today, definitely would not be pro-Israel. No, Just because saying. Bell,
2: hey Bell, real quick, look up the uh the Martin Luther King quote on the 1967 Israeli war. I want to I want because it just solidifies what you're saying, Dan.
0: Uh, while but, he looks uh, that up, I, ca- I, ca- I can give you, I can give you kind of a synopsis of what he said, because I, I vaguely remember this, uh, hearing this comment, which was that after the 1967 war, Martin Luther King basically said that uh, any land that was taken by the Israelis in that war would eventually have to be given back, something yeah. to that degree. Something to that effect. That's a I'm I'm paraphrasing.
2: Peace for Israel um, means security. The world and all people of goodwill must respect the territorial integrity of Israel. King said on ABC's issues and answers. Show in 1967, according to a transcript at the King Center. But uh interesting because he also there's there's another quote where he talks about how he was criticizing Israel. I guess look up uh King criticizing Israel.
0: Yeah, it, it had to do with whatever territory w- was taken would would eventually have to be given back, and I don't even know that I necessarily agree with that. Um, just because, and and we were actually talking about this during our show prep meeting last night. Uh, like one of the reasons we really haven't talked a ton Israel Gaza, um, and we have we have in certain episodes on the show, but one of the big reasons we haven't is that the discourse around this fucking thing. Is so bad. People that we respect, really great journalists, really great thinkers, have just dug a fucking hole. They have put a line in the sand that they will not cross. They will not acknowledge the fact that the other side of this argument, whether you're pro-Israel or you're pro-Palestine, the other side of this argument in this debate has legitimate points. And when they, even when they will acknowledge that, uh, they won't engage. In the discussion with those people to any meaningful degree, and and it sucks because it's people that we that we really respect. Who are we talking yeah. about? I'm talking about Barry Weiss. I'm talking about Max Blumenthal. I'm
2: talking about these types of people that even I love and respect. Top, the Jimmy doors and stuff who are just completely just like, well, that's yeah, that's not Max taking the context same. in it either. And yeah, and yeah, so you're absolutely right. There's just so much noise around this that. Us adding to it isn't going to help the situation, and we're here just to comment and we're just working on our own thoughts and stuff. We're just, you know, a bunch of smooth brains. But uh, yeah, it's it's such a contentious issue that it's just. Uh, well, and, you- I mean,
0: one of the things that I've always said is that co- the contentious issues are a contentious issue for a reason. Talk about abortion. Talk about Israel Gaza. And what makes it uh, what, what makes a contentious issue so contentious is that both sides have a legitimate argument. It wouldn't be. Yet, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be so contentious if both sides didn't have a legitimate argument. If we just agreed that abortion is murder, we don't, and for good reason, we don't. But if we did, it wouldn't be. An, there wouldn't be an argument. There wouldn't be a debate. It would just be. Oh shit, abortion is murder.
2: We shouldn't uh, do it anymore. Right. <laughs> um. So, so uh, MLK said, "I think for the ultimate peace and security of the situation, it will be necessary. It would." It will probably be necessary for Israel to give up its conquered territory because to hold on to it will only exasperate the tensions and deepen the bitterness of the Arabs.
0: That's about that's basically what I said. He just articulated uh, himself much better because he's, you know, a fucking brilliant man.
2: But uh, yeah, going back to what you were saying, how like all these people are. Grifting off of his name when, like, the FBI, who was like sending him letters telling him to kill himself, is now like, Happy Martin Luther King Day! Oh, yeah,
0: that, that was another one. Oh my god, I can't believe I forgot about the FBI!
2: <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. Oh, and uh, what's man. funny, what's really interesting too with MLK, like, when he got killed, like, he was a thorn in the side of the establishment in the 60s or in the civil rights movement through his nonviolent protests and things like that, and uh. But they like let it slide. But as soon as then because he was trying to bring, you know, he was, again, it's just it sounds the reason I chuckle at this is because it just sounds so fucking absurd <laughs> at the idea that like black people were just like, hey, let us, you know, have the same rights as you like, let us enter the same doorway as you and use the same fucking drinking fountain and don't make us get up when you get on a bus. Like, Dude. it's absolutely insane that there was people going, no. <laughs> <laughs> but um after his I Have a Dream speech, you know, and like he made a huge he made huge sways in our society and culture, rightfully so. He is definitely one of the biggest impactful people in the United States in our history. But when he went past that and started going to class and he started talking about the rights of workers, and then he started to unite white and black people. Like he's like, All right, you know, we yes. got the thing taken care of. Now it's about the class issue. I find it interesting that when he started uniting people under that umbrella, someone was so pissed off at what he was saying that he got uh, assassinated. So yeah, that's
0: that's actually a common um, that's actually a common theory. Is like, like that's that's the reason he, the FBI actually wanted to kill him because when the establishment sees that uh, you're being united under racial lines, black and white pre- specifically. That's when the establishment gets scared. They don't want black people and white people on the same team. So, yep. when you have a guy like Martin Luther King Jr who is uniting um people based on class lines, which is what makes me upset when like you or I or Bell or anybody else will get into an argument with one of these goofy, you know, DEI phony liberal people and the, you know and they want to talk about how you're privileged because you're white or I'm privileged because I'm white. It's like, okay, like we we can have that discussion. Like I I understand your argument, but they don't they never wanna they they never want to move past that line of the black, the, the black and the white. And, and and like that is utterly anti-MLK. Mm-hmm. He wanted to unite people under class lines. MLK realized that if if we could get poor whites involved in our movement, we are much more powerful in that way. Right
2: and now I'm obviously I'm obviously not putting myself on the same pedestal as MLK but this is the same argument I have when it comes to like police crime and police brutality that when a black person is killed by the police you have a bunch of white people who are quick to jump and say oh well it's not race look at this twice as many white people are killed by police and it's like okay but you're not upset about that black people are upset about black people being killed by police and your argument is more white people are killed. How about you get just as upset about that as the black person is. And then guess what? We can hold police accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's
0: it. That's, that's why I've, I've always been of, of the belief that MLK was, was murdered over his, uh, his, his ability to unite people on, on racial lines as they should be and 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 thus on class lines right do you fight against the establishment and that's what the establishment
2: uh doesn't want to see shout out to uh jay one of our most loyal listeners he's out he's in the house today watching live (laughs) old top in the house old sport I think that's it for unless Bell, did you have something that you learned in school this week? What did you learn this week? Let's put him on the spot. Bring him bring him on in here.
3: I didn't learn shit. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We
2: ain't found shit. (laughs) Found shit.
3: No, I was I learned I don't know. I read about random stuff all the time. I learned I was reading about pyramids this week because uh, I was reading about the Battle of Pelusium. You guys know about the Battle of Pelusium?
2: No, but I did learn. (laughs) (laughs) that there was a roman uh soldier or roman general or whatever named poopy anus
3: (laughs) that's so cute we ain't found shit (laughs) imagine imagine what that man did in war to earn the nickname poopy anus
2: (laughs) it wasn't his nickname that was his real name it was like p-o-p-p-i-e-n-u-s
3: he was running the other way and he was a tactician he was like i guess he was really good at his job i was about to say that was to strike fear in the hearts of his enemies (laughs) <laughs>
0: just, know, just, it just walks in, in the middle of the battlefield just just walks in the middle of the
2: battlefield just takes you
0: shit and scares everybody off like that's this guy
2: dude, the, tab- the, the, the shit they did back in the day was uh, pretty wild when it came to like that's why books like the art of war written way back then right like yes. the different stuff they had to do when all the technology was the same did like have an edge like uh, I think it was was it the, the Athenians or the Greeks I forget which one it was, but they had the arm. Like, if you look it up, look up the army of Thebes. Uh, T h i e b s. Spell. Look up the army of Thebes and what it was. It was was this. It's actually T h e b e s. It might be. I don't know how to spell
3: it. Army of Thebes.
2: Yeah, but what it basically was was this army of like five thousand, but they weren't. They were all men, but they were gay men. Hmm. And I shit you not, they were gay men and they were gay couples because they thought that the soldiers would fight more valiantly if their counterpart was their lover and war weariness would be less because the lover was on the field and not back home with their family.
3: There was 150 couples of male lovers and they ended the Spartan domination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: <they're laughs> a bunch of gay guys. Who would <laughs> ever real, thought? Me, meanwhile, meanwhile, do you
3: not...
0: That's meanwhile real meanwhile the united oh is it no it's not you're, sort of you're again. kidding
3: no
2: it
0: was oh yeah i guess 150 couples yeah i guess yeah. 150 couples you're right
2: so, all those stories but, get but meanwhile convoluted, just like how socrates might not have been real they say it was plato like
0: right you you have that right and meanwhile it like the u.s the u.s military just ended don't ask don't tell in like 2004 <laughs> <laughs>
2: when maybe we should do ask and please do tell
3: <laughs> well, speaking of armies doing crazy shit, well, that's
2: just like, well, like adding women into the into the military might actually be a good thing for these boys. Probably, <laughs> they're out there risking their life. At least, gotta, at least, let them get some tail, I guess.
3: <laughs> so, some strange, that, some snatch. Back to the <laughs> back to the Battle of <laughs> that sounded
0: rapey. Go ahead, go ahead. That no, was uh, e- Egypt's well, Egypt. Egypt Dan,
3: you like you don't sand. like some gash. <laughs> <laughs> some strange no anyways <laughs> oh, god in my opinion anyways god. the battle of Pelusium was uh, Egypt's last stand basically and uh, it was when the Persians came and decimated the Egyptians but the Persians were way outnumbered so what they did was is they tied animals to their shields because the Egyptians you know, thought animals were sacred. So they went in there outnumbered three to one and less than a hundred Persians died because the Egyptians wouldn't swing on them because they had cats and shit tied to their shields.
0: Yeah. See, no, now that that's brilliant because that is an, in a, a, an example of like ancient armies and like ancient yeah. myth making you really fucking dumb because it's just, like, <laughs> it's just like, Dude, Oh, we're but- going to, we're going to take a chance losing this
2: battle because we don't want to shoot the goats. Dude, that shit hasn't ended though. Right. That those type of weird little like like uh wrinkles and like play, plays like, you know, is and uh battle scheming has gone all the way even into World War II. America had a whole inflatable army. So we literally had a whole infla- whole ass inflatable army. Yeah, we used them as decoys for uh, uh, for D-Day. Yeah, and just moving got guys under him, just to shuffle them around. And the <laughs> and the Germans when they would fly over, they would just see a thousand tanks. They're like, "Holy fuck." So they moved all of their <laughs> army one spot, and then we came in in a different spot with real tanks.
3: So Oh god. Listen Go to ahead, the numbers Bill. on this real quick though. At the end of this war, the Archimanded army, which is the Persians and the Arabians and the Greeks, they lost seven thousand people, while the kingdom of Egypt lost all fifty thousand of their soldiers. Now that's a tactic, there, bro.
2: Yeah. Oh, dude, going it's back like the going Americans back to- who didn't line up like the British did. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, I'm gonna hide. Hey, you guys can stand there. I'm gonna hide behind this tree. Or going back to the Good luck. Uh,
0: Go, going back to the uh the, the Egyptians not wanting to shoot the goats or whatever, it's like imagine imagine if you had uh like an army of vegans. Yeah. That's yeah. that's basically what I that's what I think of when I <laughs> You
2: know what I thought of when I heard like, what I learned about the Ibogaine thing? Uh-huh. You know what that reminded me of? Uh-huh. the fucking berserkers and the Celtic armies who actually held their own against the Roman yeah. Empire. Because all of those fucking Vikings and all them would just chow it out on a bunch of mushrooms, get naked yeah! and go run out berserk. their spears and fuck them up. <laughs> and literally fuck that's where them the term, in some cases. That's where the term berser- go berserk comes from. The berserkers. Yep. Yeah. Because they're I all mean, high
0: shit on shrooms. But By that time, the Roman Empire was spread awfully thin. And Do you know what's crazy? Anyway,
2: but. Oh, yeah, at because, some point, you know, two, em- at some point, two, two, uh, two emperors always works great for an empire. Could you imagine like you at some
3: point some point in the world like your job was to eat mushrooms and go berserk like p- some people now are like accountants and some people now are like landscapers and, I feel like a lot
2: of landscapers probably still do right but back then back
3: then they're like you grow up you're gonna be a berserker we're gonna give you these mushrooms you're gonna <laughs> you're no, gonna these mushrooms go are gonna never grow up you're gonna go berserk little buddy and then um <laughs> you ready to see God pregnant <laughs> You're going to get a lot of people pregnant. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I just want to yeah. play with my toys.
3: <laughs> no. No time. <laughs> <out.
2: laughs>
0: they, just, they just start microdosing the kids when they're like right out of the womb. They're just like, oh, dude, they
3: instead, of like a, instead of like
0: a, instead of like a thimble of like whiskey for teething, they would just like
2: rub some fucking Ibogaine mushrooms
3: on their teeth, <laughs> some acid LSD. Well, kids, look at the stars right. tonight.
2: I don't mean to be an I'm um, actually guy, but LSD wasn't synthesized until like the 50s. I don't
3: know. I don't
2: know. Uh, well, uh, <laughs> okay. Fuck yourself. Um, <laughs> 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 Go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'm not going so he- to be bogged down by all the haters out there. Let's let let's
0: let let's let, uh, let's let Elon tell don't us. Don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. <laughs> and George Santos. All right. Anyway, where do you want to start, Corey? You want to start with the Iowa caucuses? The Iowa caucuses. The caucus raucous. That's what we should. We it. absolutely fucking deserve this. Uh, do you? I don't know if you have this. Do you have the video of the DeSantis uh, participation trophy thing? I don't. Let's see if Bell can find it. Bell, if you can find it, because like this is this is so fucking funny. And it it, it just proves what makes Ron DeSantis just such a god awful candidate this man is so impotent and just has no he has no charisma whatsoever. The man can't take a joke, right? And and this man is supposed to compete with Trump in a Republican primary, a man for who for all of his faults, Trump can't take a joke either, but what he can do is fight back when somebody does make fun of him or when somebody does try this shit with him. And that to me, like that was the that was the start of me knowing, okay, we already knew Trump was gonna win, but by how many when it came to the Iowa caucuses, but by how much? And that was the one that was like, dude, he's definitely getting 50%. Because I think like a win for like DeSantis and the DeSantis Haley Ramaswamy co- crowd was maybe holding Trump to more like the 40% mark. And like that's when I knew I was like, oh, so Nikki Haley is. The most evil neocon in the field. Uh, and Ron DeSantis ran mate has run maybe the worst presidential campaign I've ever seen in my entire life when he should have been focusing on, you know, his COVID policy and some of the things that he actually did no. well for Florida. But what does he focus on? No, he focuses on the culture war shit. He focuses and on the government. And expanding the government and, you know, making sure drag queens don't walk the yeah, streets.
2: Yeah, you know, it's it's not a, it's not, I think the writing is on the wall. I'm, I'm going to see like, if I can put this
0: like, up while you talk, Corey. Like, Bell, Bell found like, the video.
2: Hey, yo, read the room when, like, the more you talk, your poll numbers go down. The more that people learn about you, the less they like you. Mm. Like, yeah, yeah, it's
0: we go i actually actually bell bell just sent us the video i've got it right i've got it right here i'm gonna we're gonna play this this is a man this is this well the people will love it if
2: you haven't seen this already hopefully you have
0: if you haven't this is just fucking hilarious
2: oh shit why i didn't like that you go ahead and pull yours i'm sorry i was just queuing something up should i start should i start it over yeah can we can you hear it
1: Yeah, so real quick before we get started, thank you everyone. Governor DeSantis, I want to present to you this
2: participation
0: trophy. <laughs> <laughs> now, probably not going to. Uh, oh, I did participate to Trophy. Sorry.
2: The girl stands in front of him. That's his wife. Oh, is it?
0: Yeah. I believe so. I believe that's his wife. I could be wrong about that. To I don't be really free care. Free flexible and ah, creative was really sh- essential. Who's that? Who's that broad? I don't know. But (laughs) But like uh, that, like can you can you you know what I'm talking about? Because like you had Patrick bet David do the like the whole shoe thing, trying to give him a pair of shoes. Remember that? And like he wouldn't. He instead of that, how could I forget? Having a little fun with it. Like he's just got he's got no sense of humor. He's got no charisma. He's got no moxie of any kind. He's just an impotent little weasel. I can't stand him. It's not like I can stand Trump either, but it's like. It, like what do people talk about when they talk about l- what makes Trump's personality actually good for the presidency because there's a lot of reasons why it's bad but it's like it's it's this idea that he like projects strength because he does do that DeSantis doesn't do any of that
2: yeah the narcissism none whatsoever is for Trump but yeah, it's the narcissism it just exudes ego egocentric personality um but yeah no. Desantis, yeah, everything about him, like his smile, his smile. He has this perma like he's trying to play off. He just stubbed his toe, and like, yeah,
0: yeah, he's, he's like, he's like a top, he's like a toddler who like spilled his cornflakes. Anytime somebody makes fun of him, he's just sitting at the table with milk on his lap, going, <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> "Oh,
3: he's
0: like, be cool, mom, I- be cool. oh, the good, mom, I need more cereal." like that's that's what he, that that's that's Ron DeSantis. he's just this oh he's so awful uh, anyway it's uh, the worst this is why we deserve this and um i guess the next point i will come to is vivek dropping out of the race immediately after your after the iowa caucus and shilling for trump and i'll start i'll start with this Corey, and then i'd like to get your take on it um the people that said that Vivek was just vying for a Trump VP candidacy, I I gotta, I gotta say, I think they might have been right all along because he dropped straight out me? of this race immediately. It wasn't just you, but I I congratulate you because I wasn't so sure. I really thought I really thought for a minute that Vivek thought he could win. And it's like we all knew that he couldn't, but the other, the other theory was that he was going to stay in this race because he truly believed that the establishment was going to usurp democracy and remove Trump from the ballot. And then all the Trump voters would go to him.
2: Um, you know, you might it, be right. You might have hop thinking that Trump might be arrested and that he was able to become come in, hop in the vacuum and suck them all up. But uh, that didn't happen. So, yeah, and he 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 jumps out right away,
0: um, and he shills for Trump. Because <laughs> come honestly, to find
2: out, Dan, Justice is not only blind but also a bumbling idiot and moves I guess slower so. than molasses in January. I guess so. And the
0: the concern that I have, honestly, about Vivek's low numbers, I was really, I was actually like, everybody knew Trump was going to win the Iowa caucus, right? Yeah. But I was really hoping he was going to be more competitive with DeSantis and Haley for a couple of reasons. Not because I like him, not because he would ever get my vote at the ballot at the ballot box, but because, you know, he was he was kind of the only one that wasn't that, that was willing to call out the establishment and willing to call out the media and kind of base, basically, in some ways, be a more intelligent, well-articulated Donald Trump in in in. In, in some ways and to see him come out and only get uh, what I don't remember what he finished with was 7%. it was like seven 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 percent of the Iowa caucus vote is is disturbed not I shouldn't say disturbing um but disappointing to me because Vivek was the candidate that was hyper online he was the one doing the podcast circuits he was the one you know going on uh, all these all these different um new media platforms and to come away with only 6% of the vote or 7% of the vote in Iowa. it's, It's not that Iowa reflects, you know, all of even, even the Republican base, of course it doesn't, but it's, it's, it's disappointing because what it shows me is that being the online candidate just still isn't there. And I don't know with I don't know how much of that has to do with the fact that it's just, it's just still the old people that go to these primaries or these caucuses. Um, yeah, there and is it may a lot just of be that simple. In this
2: instance, like it was yeah, the it, coldest It was, day, it was cold you know, as fuck. And, yeah. But at the same I, time, I, the internet isn't real life. And what that, you know, like as someone who, based on what it comes down, not the primaries, fuck the primaries. There ain't shit on the Democratic side because Biden isn't allowing that to happen. And then the Republicans. Well, it's the DNC. <clears throat> but yeah. And then the Republicans are just a bunch of monkeys trying to fuck coconuts. So like I could give two shits about them and yell about the ex- grievances. Right. <laughs> they think it's a festivist every single goddamn day. But mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to the general, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be Biden, Trump and RFK and RFK does seem like he's getting a lot of steam, but is it the same illusion that Vivek was under? Is it just online steam? And will those people actually show up and show out? And that's, that was, you, you, you took the words right out of my mouth, Corey, because that was my
0: concern. You know, as much as like, I was, I was much higher on RFK, certainly before the, um, before the his caucus. take on Israel. Um, and like, he's, he's, he certainly isn't perfect. He's not libertarian at all, but he, he does, he does, he does the same thing that, um, that Vivek does where he's just, he's not shilling to the establishment. And, and I like I like any candidate being involved in this race that does that, even even if you're not going to get my vote, which is why I I, I like Vivek in a lot of ways. There was almost no way he was ever going to get my vote. But I, really? I like just having that voice in there. And, and the reason. Ramaswamy's poor showing in the Iowa caucus concerns me about the RFK campaign is the same reason, because. It just seems like for some reason when it comes to national and presidential elections, even here as we sit in January of 2024, it just still seems like the Fox News, CNN, MSNBC watchers are the ones that are controlling these results. Even though you've got these guys going on huge podcasts that get way better numbers than any cnn fox news or msnbc show
2: and where are the voters where is it resonating at the same time maybe this yeah they brought it up on reasoned roundtable today um would the turnout have been the same if there what if we didn't do because it's it's almost like fixing the system as in like the reason why it's like when it comes to primaries right and you know it's fixing the system and the democrats if anybody recognized it because they shifted states around of what they're going to the primaries themselves rigged the system would have vivek had the same type of turnout of only 7% if if they did the primaries on a national scale across the country a national primary and is that and is that as a deficiency that our country faces
0: yeah it's honestly something i haven't thought a lot about but like the the arguments that i've heard for just having a national primary i i I would have to weigh more of the downsides because i'm sure there are some um but it, it does make a lot of sense because our politics are so nationalized
2: right that because now all of a almost, sudden, it
0: almost seems like every it almost seems like every state should just go out and vote for the primaries on the same day. Like just make Super Tuesday. Still, make you can make still, super,
2: still Tuesday, super Tuesday. Yeah, go ahead. Make yeah. It, yeah, make it a Super Super Tuesday. Uh, super uh, Duper Tuesday. Yeah, instead of Super Tuesday, it's Super <laughs> Duper Tuesday.
0: <laughs> Dude, I mean, we're already we're already in we're already living but in like,
2: We might as well just call it Super Duper Tuesday. Right, because look at the demographics of a state like Iowa, and then look at Michigan. And then look at New Hampshire, look at South Carolina, all these different states. Every state has their own individual cosmos of a culture and a society and their values, and everything is different. And sorry, that was a burp. Uh, (laughs) Are you taking the bat light? Mm -hmm. Fucking Canadian. Bro, this, no, this shit is, this is
0: left over from my wedding in October. So I'm, I'm I didn't mean to get distracted, but, uh,
2: (laughs) You, you're creating this like faux momentum, which you know. And in certain aspects, like Trump, Trump, Trump's going to be the primary, the winner of the, of the RNC. There's no doubt about it. I'm not, I'm not saying that. But for the outliers like of Vivek, he did, he did shitty in Iowa. What? Who's to say he would have done the same in Texas?
0: I honestly even think like, maybe, maybe if we, maybe not necessarily sure, maybe have we a Kentucky. national and, and t- to speak to that, maybe not even have a national primary, but have two days, 25 states, one day, 25 states, a couple months later, two super Tuesdays, instead of just doing this dumb little setup where you have Iowa go first, and then you have New Hampshire go, and then you have South Carolina go, and then you have Nevada go. And Then we have super Tuesday and it's, it, 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 I, I, it actually doesn't make sense. <laughs> right. Without without how nationalized our politics actually are. I, I I'm sure there are downsides and I would like to hear that to, to not I'm sure it'll be some sort of establishment uh you
2: know, is, neo, it, but, neo is con, it neo neocon, neo lib. You know, lib. you're taking like cause at the same time you're like, oh, you're convoli- you're uh diluting the voice of the states and this and that. And it's like, yeah, you might be right, but we're talking about a national thing and like you're getting you're getting candidates who are getting not a fair shake in your state your random ass state which you know i well i know the prestige you know i was always first for some random reason i forget why it was but uh
0: super super duper tuesday sponsored by walmart your caucus brought to you by pizza Hut. i love it well no actually jay you're wrong it would probably be brought to you by pfizer but here we go
2: (laughs) (laughs) um super, super tuesday sponsored by raytheon (laughs) <laughs> your caucus brought to you by Pfizer. Super duper Tuesday brought to you by Raytheon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, Super duper Tuesday.
0: Your caucus, your your caucus brought to you by uh, Lockheed Martin. <laughs> Super
2: duper. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, like I just it, like the way the states are lined up now. People have like, you know what I mean? Like when it's the way it is, if someone wants, you know, like you, you hear the political term, the big mo, right? The big mo. Yeah, these guys have to run their campaign based on what Iowans want to hear, and then what New Hampshireans want to hear, not what America yeah. wants to hear. Because yeah, because it's those it, two countries that basically, because like, as evidenced by Vivek Ramaswamy, states, you mean? Look, yeah, or those two states yeah, or those two provinces. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look at uh, how. These two states are almost the make it or break it. And you see a ton of people drop out before 48 other 46 contiguous states, two others that are outliers that haven't even had a say yet and haven't even a chance to vote on whether or not these people have a say. Well, Corey, because and, and it's, two random because states.
0: Because it's 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 interesting because like <clears throat> that's, the, that's the way the establishment, the neolibs and the neocons are always going to want it. Because- if if you look at if you look at national polling and like where people identify at like do you do you identify as a republican do you identify as a democrat do you identify as an independent it's basically split into thirds mm-hmm. and and it's and it's really come down it's like it's it used i mean not that long ago it was basically like 40 40 and and 20 but it's it's basically 33 33 33 at this point i think it's like 27 27 27 and then the the remainder is like unsure or whatever, or whatever the fourth category would be, and so like that actually does speak to if you had a national primary, how would these results actually pan out? Where would these independents actually go? Would they actually be willing to show up to vote in these primaries? Because, right, because now, maybe they, maybe the candidate, yeah, because maybe the candidate they wanted to vote for dropped out after Iowa, or dropped out after New Hampshire, or dropped mm-hmm. out after uh, after South Carolina. So it makes sense for the establishment Or they might not party, think they're they worth their vote
2: it. because no one wants to vote for a loser. You know what I mean? Like you're you have this candidate who's just losing, 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 losing in a bunch of states, and you're like, well, I might as well pick one of the other ones that might have a better shot. Why waste my vote on that?
0: Yeah, and but to where if you had it, if you had everybody vote in the primaries on the same day, that wouldn't that wouldn't be as much of an issue because they'd all yeah. be still in the race. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. I would even, I would even be fine if you just split it in half. You did, you did a couple of super Tuesdays. You did 25 and 25.
2: Back Back to back.
0: Not even back to back, but like you could, you could do one in January. You could do one in March or April or whenever, when is super Tuesday? I always forget. it somewhere? It's Um, April, right?
2: It's, I think it's a March. It's a March. Something like that. Well, it's like the second Tuesday of March or something like that. Hey, bell, look that up just so we don't bell's gone. Oh, no, he's not. No, he's not He's He's sleeping. (laughs) <laughs> no we have two shared screens going on so like i didn't see his little go little, fuck little yourself <laughs> um but yeah look up when uh super tuesday is. i think it's like the second either the first or second tuesday of march in the meanwhile any, since we are talking does, about is, is,
0: do you have any final thoughts on the iowa caucuses
2: yeah only because we were bringing up uh vivek earlier and originally mm-hmm. like i was gonna i was actually gonna like kind of uh second guess my own self because i said originally that uh vivek was um <laughs> i just read uh Chase pulling locations stacked with viagra and mountain dew uh <laughs> dig, it. dig it that's um, what we need code red but, preferably yeah code red no i like the uh what's the purple one
0: i don't know i know the taco bell one the baja blast people oh my tend to love it. I, I
2: can't i can't stand Dude, that shit I would go out of my way and get McDonald's and not get the meal and get the large fry and the burger and then go to Taco Bell just for a Baja Blast. Because mm, Baja Blast is so goddamn good. And then they made Baja Blast in the can and I drank a shit ton of them. And now I'm just like, I uh, saturated myself with Baja Blast. The Is it, like the, Baja. Soda ver-
0: is it like the soda version of Hop Slam? Is it like seasonal?
2: Yeah. Dan, have you ever been blasted with Baja? Because that's what <laughs> Because that's what it is And uh, actually, I actually haven't even thought about Baja Blast in a while and I might have to go get one soon okay. Anyways um, I was going to say March, Super Tuesday is March 5th This year Yeah, so it's always March Yeah, it's the first Tuesday of every March It, it mm-hmm. changes Um. So at one point It was March 8th, I'm right Thank you um, <laughs> Okay i'm just being a dick but uh anyways what i kept this trying to say impotent tuesday impotent <laughs> tuesday um what i originally said was that uh vivek was was uh vying for the vp position i saw this recently post up and this is vivek talking with trump and watch when i play this video for the listeners you can't really see it but Vivek is kind of stealing the spotlight here. He's too, he's a little, I think he might be a little bit too bombastic for Trump. And it makes you think the reason why he chose Pence was because he did shore up the evangelical vote, but Pence is about as charismatic as like, I don't know. Think of a good,
0: good I mean, he he could even just be vying for a position in the Trump white house. It might not necessarily be the VP spot. Right. Yeah.
2: But like when, when I play this, like watch, watch Trump in the background, listen to what he says. This is I'm him watching. like the next day.
0: It might even be. Oh, yeah. Day. When he was when he was like congr- when he was doing when he when Trump does that thing where he goes out after he's like dominated and like oh, these people, they're really fine people, they're great people, they're losers, but they're great people like that kind of video. Yep. So <laughs> OK, I here we go.
1: The endorsement of a man who has become a true leader and earned the admiration of so many patriots. I, I've been a friend of his, even though we were competing against each other. But I was a friend of his, and we got along, and he was saying he's a great president. I kept saying, why is he running? He keeps calling me a great president. But he's a fantastic Mm -hmm. guy, a very smart guy. He's got some (laughs) tremendous ideas, and uh, he's young, and he's got some young ideas, too, and that's a good thing. So he has a big, beautiful, bright future ahead. Vivek Ramaswamy. Go, Vivek, yourself.
2: Like, Trump has an energy, but Vivek has one at like, a different level. Vivek Let's
1: is, like, guys. It's good to see smart you. Trump. It's good to be back to New Hampshire. We miss you guys. We're going to make this happen, and you guys know this well. You know this man. You know why we're here. Patriots across the state. We- oh, look look how messy
2: changes his message. This
1: country, that's what this is. It's not a war between black and white. It's not between Democrat and Republican, even in a deeper sense. It's between the permanent state and the everyday citizen. Between those of us who love the United States of America and a fringe minority who hates this country and what we stand for. And right now we need a commander in slick. Don't get me wrong. Us to victory
0: yeah. in this war. That's what I we didn't need see in this, this country. Did Charlie Kirk post this? Is that what I see there? Yeah, You yeah, know you're
2: he did. in a
1: war to win one. You can't win one if you're sleeping. You know he's in trouble too, stuck right? stuck in the sand, like most Let's Republicans. We'll talk about that after. And I think that's going to require somebody who isn't bought and paid for, a businessman, not a politician. Anybody heard of that? And that's why I was in this race, but I'll tell you, the people of Iowa spoke loud and clear last night, and I'm a big believer that we the people create a government that is accountable to us, not the other way around, that we, the people, choose who leads this country. And so we heard we, the people, last night, and that is why last evening I met my friend here. We met in person, and I told him that I would endorse Donald J. Trump, the president of the United States, and do everything in my power to lead us to victory in this war. It is a 1776 moment right now. That's where we live right now. And you want to know, what does it mean to be a Republican today? It means we believe in the ideals of 1776. (laughs) Ideals like freedom and merit and the pursuit of excellence. That you get ahead in this country, not on the color (laughs) of your skin, but on the content of your character and your contributions. Ooh, even quoted MLK there, eh? We are done with the nonsense. Send it back home. It means where? you believe in On the where? rule of law. <laughs> and I say this as the kid of legal immigrants to this country. Go it means your fuck first yourself. Entering this country cannot break the law. And that is why we need to use our military to secure our own southern border in this country. That's what it means. You see this, the the graphics in this one,
2: though? The little Trump photos keep showing up. It
1: means the people we elect to run the government needs to be the ones who actually run the government, not the shadow government in the deep state that runs the show today. This man is going to get in there this time around and actually shut down that deep state. Not messing around. Not messing around. That's how we win this war in this country. Oh, he sounded and like the Trump there for a second. to do this in the long run and win That's this. That's how we this win this war. Is with elections. We need to secure in this country for the long run. You want to know what needs to happen? In yeah, this no, country, he literally single mirrors single Trump on election day as a national holiday with paper ballots. Government- I actually agree with that. Yeah, that, that it I should idea be a national there. holiday. And English, is the sole language that appears on a ballot, and I'm confident this man. Will be the one to get us there. And this is how we get our country back. Not black or white, it's deeper than that. These are the ideals of the American Revolution. And you know what? We do have some enemies that we need to defeat on the other side, but we have challenges to address in our own party right here at home.
0: That's so true. So you know
1: what? If you want somebody who's going to foist onto you to use your social media account, you want to use a driver's license to do it, to have the inter- right to use the internet. This man's not your man. There's another candidate in this race who'll do that for you. It's Nikki Talking Haley. Shit about
2: Nikki
0: Haley. Okay. No, she fucking sucks. You want to <laughs>
1: cut Social Security? You want to cut Medicare? You want to cut veterans' benefits so we can fork over more money to Ukraine so some kleptocrat can buy a bigger house? Vote for Nikki Haley, not this man right here. But if you want to actually... Put an agenda that puts Americans first to say that the moral obligation of your leaders is to the citizens of this country, not another one. There is not a better choice left in this race than this man right here. And that is why I am asking you to do the right thing as New Hampshire and to vote for Donald J. Trump as your next president because we're not working with a lot of time here. If our kids are in high school because he's 78 years old, the country left. That's what it means. We've been celebrating our diversity, and our differences for so long that we forgot all of the ways that we are the same. Uh, I'm 67 Corvette by that common set of ideals that set this country into motion. We believe those ideals still exist. This man is going to be your next president to revive them. E pluribus unum. (laughs) One. Did that motherfucker just quote the dollar bill? It. We're doing it by speaking the truth at every step. I bet you of Trump didn't even know what it meant. There are two genders <laughs> in this
0: country. Period. That is the truth. All right, you can probably stop it here, Corey. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I, think, I think I think we got the gist of it. So this is this is what's interesting about Vivek Ramaswamy. Like there there is there are like pockets of things that he says there that are absolutely true. Right when he talks about Nikki Haley being a neocon, and she's because she's an absolute piece of shit, he's absolutely right about that. But then, then there's the he's got to bring the culture. He's got to bring the word salad and like a culture, well, and like the Daddy culture war no, won't into think. It. I understand, but like you can't sit there and talk about how this isn't about black versus white, right? He said that multiple times. And bring in that up speech. and
2: then bring up identity politics.
0: Yeah, and then and then continue to bring up. There's only two genders in this country. It's like. You, yeah, you, you exactly. Can te- like, you can tell you can it. tell what this is. It, this is this is an would, opportunity it, for Vivek Ramaswamy to to boost his celebrity. And I'm I'm disappointed in him in him for this because I think Vivek throughout his campaign has said a lot of really good things. He's 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 talked about a lot of really good things that matter, and he did it somewhat in that speech as well. But it's just like there's, there, I've always felt and I've defended Vivek a lot. I've done it on this show. We did a whole fucking episode just last week defending him on like the way that that, that he handles the media. But I always knew there was this weird fucking sliminess to him where you could tell that just like with Trump, it's not actually about. Fixing the country, it's about boosting his own celebrity and boosting his own ego. And that is the thing that makes him disappointing.
2: Yeah. Because if you're really concerned about where the country is headed and you're really concerned about uniting everyone, you really like, you're really like, you mean to tell me that like you're, you're, you're worried about those things and making sure everyone has food on the table. But then all of a sudden, when you're at that table and someone goes, well, gender is a spectrum. You're going to flip the table. Fuck off. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, What does that do? The, what does the idea that some people might think that there's a third gender or 50 uh, genders or whatever, the number whatever, is whatever it is, you know, that, you know, it's a, he, him, they, she, them's or whatever. Like I get it. Like it's, it's a trivial thing to me as well. Okay. I'm well, not going to pretend we- that like, I don't have he, him in my pronouns. I don't have any of this shit. Okay. But what I'm getting at is the idea that like, he's sitting here talking about how he wants to unite the whole fucking country, but then acting like two genders is something that's bringing the country down. And it's not. That has nothing to do with more the idea genders, that more yeah. workers are working for less pay. It has nothing to do with the idea that the American dream is out of reach of more and more people in this country. It has nothing to do with the idea that suicide is at the highest rates it's ever been. And all of these different things that are happening in our country that we have to worry about. And then it's just it's just these stupid jabs they do in politics. It's just it's fucking annoying. And he's doing the same shit. But anyways, so the reason why I played that was because of how bombastic he was. that like Trump might I feel like Trump, in his narcissistic attitude, might think Vivek might outshine him in then in the second presidency. Yeah, Vivek that, is being too Vivek that he m- might get a can like a cabinet position, but I don't know if
0: he'll be VP. He will. He will not get a cabinet position. He's more likely to get VP. The re- you know why he won't get a cabinet position? Because cabinet positions have to go through Congress. There's no way.
2: No oh, way you're right. You're right. You're no right. way. Yep. You're right. He,
0: he might. He might get a job in the White House somewhere, um, but not. Not as he's not going to get a cabinet spot. You might try. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if he tried. Like, it's just so frustrating. It's like there are actually things I really like about Vivek. There are things I really can't stand about Vivek.
2: Yeah, and that's polarizing. why. And that's why that's why I would not have voted for him. No, you're in, right. In, and in, it's in interesting like in how scenario. polarizing he is. Like on the macro scale, he's polarizing what people either vote for him or not. But even on the micro scale, if you look at him in his little cosmos of who he is. You either love the things he says, or you absolutely hate the things he says. Like his, whole, like his whole, like his whole, what was it, the 14th Amendment, his whole 14th Amendment bullshit. Yeah. Dude, Trying to equivalent uh, slavery yeah. issues and civil war issues to the southern border. Like, get out of here. Yeah. I don't have a scholar <laughs> in the Constitution, but I can read it enough to understand that that's not what that was about.
0: Real quick, before we hit our, uh, our our final topic of the evening, just as kind of a side note, because this just, this just popped into my head, um, what do you think about this? I don't know how serious this is, but I've hear I've heard some some rumblings of a possible RFK Tulsi Gabbard ticket.
2: That is a ticket I would crawl over Coles for to vote for. Re- you would really, yeah. Because yeah.
0: we've talked, we've talked about Tulsi a lot on this show. She's disappointed us a lot in the last couple of years because mm-hmm. she's basically in just her platitudes, a Tucker, in, in platitudes. A, a Tucker yes. Carlson stooge in in certain ways. I think that would be an interesting ticket. I'd be interesting to hear their message. Um, I, I, I honestly, I don't know that I would vote for that ticket, but what I will say is I would be compared really- to a Vivek
2: Trump or a Biden Kamala Harris ticket. Dude, I'm getting to that. I'm
0: getting to the Catherine Mangy Ward stage of just like, I'm just not. Gonna not even going to vote president. anymore. <laughs> no, no, I'll, vote. I'll vote. I'll vote. I'll vote. But but I will leave the presidential ticket blank. Like, I'll vote. I'll just vote for your my, own name. My, like I did for AG stuff. from yeah, Michigan last absolutely. year.
2: Because who was it? It was Dana Nessel. And uh, who was that fucking? There's a little goofy libertarian on there. Prick. No, the, the other AG running. Mm. The Republican AG. I forget his name. I, but he no, was just I this slimy, remember. just piece of shit he was like a trump stooge like he was trash and and, they're all trash and and, and, like so for uh, the listeners we're talking about a little microcosm here in michigan uh i wrote in my own name for (laughs) ag you got one vote i got one vote well and that's why it's more than you it's more than you did that's true
0: that's fine no i would never run nobody would ever vote for me (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's why we AT. have under the little bit the little banner down here. Iowa caucus, we deserve this. We absolutely do, because we don't demand better. At the are end you ready? The
2: so are you ready for a Trump presidency in 2024, Dan?
0: I'm absolutely prepared for it. I, I said last week, it's I said last week, right? in, I said last week in some ways I'm, I'm i would never vote for Trump, uh, but in some ways I'm I'm kind of rooting for it. Like I'm just I'm so tired of like I don't know. I don't even know how to describe
2: I it. I won't I I almost it's it's uh it's uh what is it Hunter S. Thompson? He says like every like something about like every experience you miss is just something that you regret. And at this point, I'm curious to see my reaction to a Trump presidency when I'm older and I'm not as wet behind the ears versus how Corey reacted to a Trump presidency in 2016, where I was well, literally we the re guy like. I was on Facebook every day going this fucking jackass. So did I. So did I. Like we like we already know.
0: We already know the difference in, in, in how we are compared to 2016, 2017, 2018 started to come around a little bit in 2019. And then and then and then after COVID started to come yeah, around even more. Years. Even though, even though let's not let's let's not make any mistake, Trump was terrible on COVID. I don't care how big of a Trump supporter you are. Trump was terrible on COVID. He 60, listened to Fauci. He's just bad. Sixty-four
2: percent of the inflation of the ten trillion dollars pumped into the economy under Biden and Trump during the COVID administration or during the COVID pandemic was from Trump. No,
0: no, no I actually like the way I actually liked your slip up a little better. The COVID administration, I actually like that. That's that actually fits. Yeah, Fauci <laughs> was
2: president. The CDC oh, was in charge. Man, Corey,
0: uh, Israel's in trouble.
2: Boy, are they, they sure are, they- are in
0: trouble this time? Oh boy, oh boy. Boy, oh boy. You know a little bit more about this than me. I kind of know the basics, so I'll, I'll let you take the lead on this one. Um the o- the only way I'll set it up is is this way. Uh South Africa is taking Israel to international court on grounds of accusing them of genocide. Did I have that about
2: right? Yep. So the current ICGA Our ICJ case against Israel is a legal action brought by South Africa, alleging that Israel is violating the Genocide Convention by committing and failing to prevent genocidal acts against Palestinians in Gaza. The case was filed on December 29th, 2023, and the first phase of the trial began on January 11th, 2024, South Africa has asked the court to order provisional measures to protect the Palestinian people in Gaza from further harm, ensure Israel's compliance with the Genocide Convention, and safeguard South Africa's ability to have the case fairly adjudicated. Israel has denied the allegations and argued that, this is, that it is the victim, not the perpetrator of genocide. The case is not a criminal proceeding against individuals, but a legal determination of state responsibility for genocide. The case may take several years to reach a final ruling. So let me just. This is one of the most watched international criminal cases in years, as it could have significant implications for the future of the Israeli-Palestinian conflict and the role of the ICJ in enforcing international law. The case is based on the events that followed the October seventh, twenty twenty three attack by Hamas militants on Israel, which triggered a massive Israeli. Israeli military operations in Gaza that has killed more than 23,000 Palestinians, injured more than 55,000 Palestinians, and has displaced nearly 2 million. The case also references Israeli's decades-long history of relations with Palestinians, including its policies of apartheid, expulsion, ethnic cleansing, annexation, occupation, discrimination, and denial of the right of self-determination. South Africa has cited recent comments by top Israeli officials, including Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu, who expressed genocidal intent. I'm sorry, there's a lot,
3: but I wanted to get
2: that all out because that's all the factual shit before we throw in our personal opinion and analysis. So basically what you're saying, Corey, is that the
0: country of South Africa he knows a little
2: bit of, about apartheid,
0: but there. No, well, yes, but that—that's not where I was going with this. Okay. They are just a bunch of dirty anti-Semites that we don't have to listen to. That's yeah. that's basically basi- everything you read. That's that's all I heard. Because anti-Zionism <laughs> is anti-Semitism. Of course, of course, I'm kidding because this. Oh. This is what.
2: Fr- oh this yeah, is, but too. wait,
0: hold on. This is what makes me so fucking frustrated about. The Israel Gaza dis- discussion because so many of the people on the Israel side, this is just I should say I should preface this by saying this is just one of the things that makes me so frustrated about this discussion is that everybody that wants to just say that, you know, Israel is, is completely in the right. What you find is that so many of these people are the same people that culturally in America are on the side of like, you know um, anti-DEI and like, why is it that everything that you, that I say is considered racist because I'm this, because I'm on a different side than you. And then they want to sit there and
2: say the N word.
0: Why can't I? And then, but then they want, it's not even that, but then these same people want to, these same people want to sit there and go, um, if you criticize Israel in any way, you're an anti-Semite. Yeah. I'm talking about people like Barry Weiss. I'm sorry. I love her to death. I think she's great. I mention it all the time on this show. I would love to speak with her on this issue, but she is the kind of person that will do a podcast talking about why DEI uh, is bullshit. And then, and then rightfully complain when people sit there and call her a racist because she's right. Obviously she's not a racist and those people are being ridiculous, but she's also the kind of person that puts out the, this the, the type of content that says that if you say that Israel in any way is wrong, you're an anti semite, or at least she implies it. I shouldn't say that she says it because I actually haven't heard her say it. But it's you, you understand what I'm saying, Corey? It's 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 that implication about the way yeah. she speaks about it. And I'm only using her as an example because I it's, respect yeah, her so much. You don't
2: you don't hear uh, they they don't outright say it, but you hear the word "but" a lot. But 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 yeah. What about what about what about what about what about, what about January? Or, I almost said January
0: 6. Jesus Christ, who the fuck am I, Chuck Schumer? Well, what about October uh, 7th <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what I meant to you're say. You're
2: only you're only uh ten months and a day off, Dan. Don't worry. No, I, dude, it's
0: so funny because we get on this show and like I, I bitch about Barry a lot, and it's only because I love her. Seriously.
2: It's only because I respect her so much. You remember the way you remember she covers my this. cognitive dissonance with Tulsi. So if anybody But the I thing truly, is, Corey, she still have compassion. She still
0: puts out so much great content on
2: other I issues. I know.
0: But the content she puts out on Israel is obviously so fucking one-sided and it it, it frustrates me because that's she's better than that it's just
2: yeah she's there's, better there's than that. a clear bias yeah everyone absolutely. has them and to a degree I get, right? I get it i get it everybody a, she's has a, she's a bias a, there's there is going to be a topic that comes up while we have our little podcast careers there are going to be topics that come up that we show clear bias and we're gonna do i, our I, I absolutely to agree. not make it and that's but like that's right why now, I Bur- don't. Barry Weiss is it's Israel.
0: Yeah, and 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 I I I, I even understand her bias, but it, I I look at her and I go, man, there's one
2: person that I thought would be above that. Uh, so, it's, so it's interesting you say that because going back to my old girl Tulsi Gabbard, I uh, I always held Barry at like a lower standard. Because first off, she worked for New York Times. But she was on the Joe Rogan podcast, uh so uh talking about how Tulsi Gabber was like a Russian asset and a Russian stooge and this kind of stuff. And so But it was when she worked for the New York Times still, right? Sure. But so yeah. my introduction to Barry Weiss had the bar set super low. Ah uh. so the bar was here, then she left New York Times. Came out was on Bill Maher talking about COVID. Has honestly started that university is a big part of about uh what what oh fuck what's it called? It's not fire. She's a part of Free Think. Is it called Free Think? She owns the Free Press. Yeah, yeah, the Free. She the, yeah, not free Detroit, Detroit Free hers. Press, but Free oh, yeah. Press. Right, the Free Press. So like she went called. from here for me. She went from here to like here, and then with the bias of Israel, it went nah, so
0: it could be a situation so, like, for be an- me, it like, could be another it, for her, but for her, it could be another Tulsi Gabbard type situation where she yeah. maybe eventually comes around. I yeah. hope that's the case. I hope that's the so case. That, I that's, really do.
2: That's why when, when she, like, you know, obviously she's Jewish, you know, yeah, like she, it, I understand her bias. I get it. You know, it's like, and I'm, and like I'm Irish, but I'm not super Irish, but something deep inside me sides with <laughs> like, like, uh, the IRA side of Ireland versus the crown. You know what I mean? (laughs) I get, I get get that. It's it's something that's like inside of you to where it's like you're, you're showing bias. Maybe just not talk about it.
0: No. And like, I get, I get a lot of the points that, that these people make where it come, where it's like, you don't have to just like, I don't have any issue with the existence of Israel. And that's, that's what you're always accused of right when you try to say that the israeli government treats
2: palestinians like
0: uh, i'll just i'm just going to put it that's like the other they thing. just treat I them like mean, shit. like,
2: like yeah. that's the other thing when people always go back and forth about border border lines being drawn and stuff like that like literally every country conquered somewhere yeah because that's that's
0: that's the and argument for the existence of israel because every fucking country and border that we have today was created because of displacement and war so, like, I I, don't think, like, Israel is, like, uniquely evil in that way or even evil at all. Yeah. In a lot of ways. um, It's just yeah, the, right yeah.
2: now in 2023, 2024, they're acting like a bunch of assholes. And, <laughs> and, they, let's, have let's, and, and they have been. And they have been for year. a little while. Yeah. Yeah, they've been doing it for a little bit. There's just, there's just that's why so much. It's, it's the poetic justice of them. South Africa. <laughs> Calling out another country of apartheid because if any country can call someone out an apartheid, it's South Africa.
0: Yeah, it's there is no. It's, it's one of those topics where there just there just is no winning. There's no, absolutely. That's why it's
2: a contentious issue. Uh,
0: yeah, I know. I don't want to say that again. I already said it once during the episode. um But uh, yeah, I just I I, w- I will be oh, really okay, interested okay, to that's see. That's
2: why it's a controversial topic.
0: I really want to see what South Africa's case is here. I'm really interested to see what it is, what it
2: shows, how Israel responds to it. Because there, um, there are online breadcrumb trails and you know of, of people saying things. I forget who it was exactly, so I'm not even going to pretend to quote them. But things when it comes to like, well, Gaza is being indiscriminately bombed. And then someone from Israel goes, well, it's not a war of precision, it's a war of destruction. Right. <laughs> and it's like, oof. You are yeah. in an official position. Like, you probably shouldn't say that because, but then, it, but then, so what really frustrates me. So, I guess the reason why this topic is even important to me is because I think, whatever way it goes, we are going to see serious Western hypocrisy, mm-hmm. or we're going to see the West actually be the bigger person in the whole. Grand scheme of things, and or actually we're gonna hold themselves a, accountable.
0: We're going to see an attempt to redefine what the term genocide means. Mm-hmm. I think that's 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 a, that's a distinct possibility. I think we're because already having quickly, that argument
2: because, again, what's happening in Israel, and yeah, so what's happening in Israel right now versus the Ukraine war? We were so quick to sanction Russia. And we were so quick to call him a warmonger and a dictator. Putin, yeah. And yeah, Putin. Yeah, Putin. Yeah, Putin himself. And all of this shit about Russia. And like to the it got so petty that we weren't letting Russians play tennis. Or no chess. <laughs> way less, way less of a sport that's even watched than tennis. Which is it's almost like you could probably only th- you could probably throw <laughs> if you could name like one thing less. that has less attention of the grand scheme of the world than tennis. It's probably like chess and like backgammon. Chess is
0: actually a pretty popular global sport. Yeah. I'd be shocked how many people watch tennis. I think more people should watch chess. It's an interesting, fascinating fucking game.
2: I, when but I play chess, like there. those games that take two minutes, it takes me 45 minutes. I like chess, but like I, I don't like the timer thing because I literally need oh, to. Oh no, look dude. At, like you come over. I'll play. I'll, I'll, I'll teach you how to play chess. You don't have to use a timer. No, no, no. You I'm I'm play. confident in my chess game. Ah. The problem is when it comes to chess, like I literally have to make a move and then you make a move. And then every single time it's my turn, I'm looking at every single one of your pieces and every possible thing they can do before I make my move. And then I need to think about what all of my other moves. So like, I'm doing the same thing that professional chess players do, but what they're doing in 15 seconds, I'm doing in like two minutes. That's just
0: because they're pros and they see the board better than you do. That's just yeah. the way it is.
2: No, well, no, that's, that's fair. Like I, like I like the game of chess. I enjoy chess. I forget why we went on this little tangent. Because, because
0: pissed. Cause, cause, about cause Russian, because Russian, Russian, Russian chess players weren't allowed
2: to play chess during. Yeah, the, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah, no, I, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah, I knew that part. I was, I could get back to that. I just forgot the part where I was talking my grievance with chess. But uh, we got so petty with Russia that we're like, you guys can't even play chess anymore. But then, <laughs> <laughs> but then the <laughs> shits going on in Israel. And we're just like, ah, well, you know, it's complicated. And it's like, is it?
1: And I mean, I don't, don't, don't want
2: to
1: be, be that I don't want to be that guy.
2: The original inception of Israel itself that Israel wanted a country because when you have sovereign land, people give a shit about what happens to you when outside factors come in. But when shit happens on the inside, no one gives a shit. China's it's because
0: it's because doing the concentration people- camps with
2: Uyghurs and no one gives a shit. When Iraq invaded Kuwait, everyone gave a shit. But then when he receded back to Iraq and this started killing the fucking Kurds, no one gave a shit for twenty years.
0: It's Corey, it's it's I think I think it's actually even simpler than that. I think it's it's I think it's so simple to the point where it's like the Jewish people are a protected class for good reason, right? When you think back to World War Two, right? Um or even they're, before they're, that. Even before World they're, War Two,
2: World War II. But, but
0: like certainly became 1700s. more of a protected class after that to the point where the UN you know basically said here you can have this land we don't have any way to legally give it to you but here it is anyway and you know good luck to you and the, you know a lot the Jewish people Great britain the Jewish people went and, and did and did their thing and and i mean in, you could certainly argue and i would mostly agree like kind of earn that land like like we said how do you get land you fucking fight for it and you go take it and you go get and you, and you get it and so the, but the problem is what do you do when the protected class is or the protected people are the people that are perpetuating the war crimes.
2: It makes it uh, more difficult. So where is that fine line, right? And I guess I I think I understand what you're saying. Where is that line to where the oppressors or where the oppressed become the oppressor? It's like, so like, are we seeing that? Is is that what we're seeing in real time right now is the oppressed becoming the oppressor? I think
0: in some ways that's true. I I guess the way I would liken it is like, let's say, let's say we took the state of California because it's the first state I would choose if we were ever going to actually do this. And we just gave it to native Americans. So this is your land, do whatever you want with it. You can have whatever's there, take it. And then created a, a new country. That's all native Americans that only live in, um, uh, California. But, oh, there's also this little sliver here along LA where, uh, the white man still lives. Right. And then right. it's not enough. It's, it, it's one day the Native Americans decide they want that land and they go in and they start gassing them. They start bombing them. They start blowing them up. Right. Where where are you going to sit on on a scenario
2: like that? Right. Because no, it's obviously saying, yeah, like, yeah. You know, Native, like, yeah, it's a good example. Like, like, a What if scenario? in a random it's silly country. but
0: it's, it's 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 a silly but it's it's a little bit of a thought experiment like which side would you stand on because it's obviously it's obviously you know the, the 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 natives that got that land back are blowing innocent people up but then you're going to come back with the argument of well yeah but the but the gazans are run by hamas and the hamas people are terrorists
2: and they right. go and, and then we're going ratings. back to the round and yeah. round about thing it's like okay, Absolutely. but. Yeah, Hamas is doing that, but also Hamas out, they hasn't allowed an election in the Gaza since 2005, and the Palestinians' population is like 70% under 25, and none of them have even been able to vote in any sort of political election to get Hamas out. And then you have Benjamin Netanyahu who says Hamas is their friend because they need to keep the West Bank and Gaza separated. So there's no sort of solidarity. And it's like, you know what I mean? So it's always this like round and round and round type thing. where it's just like.
0: Everybody make with everybody making legitimate points. I do know that's why I'm going to be really interested to see what happens
2: with this South Africa case. I'm just I, I, I don't know. I don't know. This I'm hoping that the it. West doesn't Try to fabricate themselves on the higher morale. We, they will. We, the West itself needs to let itself be knocked down a peg. We we have to. We have to. Yeah. You, well, I mean, we have no problems. Israel is fucking up really bad right now. Ten kids. Of I know, but
0: and I know, but the the United States has absolutely no problems with genocide. We're we're homies with the Saudis, you know. And I then and now 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 we have the Houthis back on the back on a terrorist list. And like, I, I understand the point of like, yes, you know the Houthis are are blowing up ships in the Mediterranean, and like they're not exactly good people. Just like, just like Hamas isn't good people. But there's there are just
2: so many but moving is, parts, just like a mass shooter. There's something that pushes them to that point, and yeah, we need and to look a great the way to and it. understand why why they're doing this in the first place.
0: That's a great way to put it. I got to piss like a resource, Corey. So I don't do know I. if you have anything. I don't know if you have anything left. We can probably just go ahead and. Uh, and the show. I got Don't one tell thing. the that, people where they can
2: find us. Oh, go for it. The of Podcast is found on all oh, social media go. and podcast platforms. Our website is show.com. We can be found on Labsertive on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Instagram and Twitter at pub. Our TikTok videos can be found at Labsertive podcasts, and you can reach out directly at LabsertivePod at gmail.com. Subscribe today, subscribe now, subscribe right this second to our show. Or you are dead to us.
0: That was a great poem.
2: You like that? It was like a haiku, I think. I
0: didn't Bell, even rhyme. real quick.
2: Bell. No, haikus don't need to rhyme. Bell, count the syllables on my <laughs> last four line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was it five seven five? Do we not know? Bell, the
3: no, I don't
0: know. Yeah, say it, it again.
2: again. I I don't remember what that don't say it again. About. Don't say it again. Oh, but Dan, <laughs> like Dan said it didn't rhyme. And I said, Well, it's a haiku. Haikus don't need to rhyme. It's based on, oh. on the uh the syllables. So, it goes, I it think haikus go five seven five. Bell, right now, yeah. look up the structure of a haiku. Am I right?
3: And I'm just five seven. You here? are right. No, I can tell you one hundred percent you are right. I'm just gonna sit here. Why? He's right. <laughs> Is it five seven five? Yes, I
1: yes. Go, yourself.
2: Don't get bogged down by all the haters out there. All Andy, right. Andy, our photographer, graphic designer, media guy, just said, "Hey, it's my favorite conservatives," and I told him to shut the fuck up. So, and our,
0: in our, you forgot, you forgot one title of his.
2: Wow! Our, our bitch! <laughs> <laughs> he literally worked, he's he's working on. uh F- oh, oh, fuck, fuck yourself! I'm what happens when a, law- a pro 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 tem or what's it called? Whenever a uh, lawyer works for you, pro, pro bono, deal. yeah, pro bono. He's, he's working a at a pro, pro bono. Talking about pro biting the hand that feeds us. Pro boner. He's a he's a pro boner. We love him. <laughs> he goes, careful what you say, boys. I have your images, <laughs> and, he, and he might have some that are compromising. <laughs> Mostly of Dan, he, he, yeah, that's true. Dan wearing kept a, wearing, wearing to show a, nip, we, and I'm just like, dude, just stop.
0: Shit. We're, well, no, nip and a powdered wig. So that's 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 the better part. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, oh, a, little, a little powdered wig nip.
0: Oh, uh, and then we got Bell the Body Snatcher on the ones and twos. He as always has been Corey Walsh. He's Dan Griffin. This has been Libservative, and until next time, we are out of here. We the people cannot
1: turn that.